Suleiman. Sadeddin. How's your week, bro? My week was good. My week was good. Um, I would say one of the highlights of my week was watching a film for the second time. The film was called Joker. Have you seen oh, okay. it? Okay, yeah, I've seen it. Yeah, you yeah, seen Joker? Yeah. Um, have you seen Joker? I have seen Joker. Joker. Yeah, good film, man. What are you saying? Are people thumbs up? You, you rate the film or over overhyped? What What are people's feelings I about thought, the film? Yeah, I thought it was good, man. What do you think, Jay? Do you know? I thought I thought it was good. I watched it by myself, though. Oh. So I went to the cinema by myself. I'll pro oh, I rate. That's honestly, honestly, never done it that was, before. It was. It was. I was by myself anyway. Yeah, yeah. I wasn't. I wasn't here. But honestly, it was like I really liked it as yeah. well. It's proper like. <laughs> twisty, twisty, and edgy, edgy. Yeah, like, yeah. I didn't know what angle was. What exactly. was it like being in the cinema by yourself? Did it kind of add to the experience, or what's it like? Yeah, there's no distractions. You don't have to yeah. talk to no one. You don't even have to like look over to your shoulder. You don't have to yeah. share your popcorn. Yeah, you know yeah. yeah. there's no other hands coming yeah, into your yeah, yeah. yeah, it was. And then obviously, you get up and go at your at, by yourself. You don't have to worry about no one yeah. else. You go to you know when you're on the way out. Like, yeah. like you don't have to worry about no one. It was just. Bro. Like stress-free. That's it, man. I think going to the cinemas by yourself is ideal quality time for yourself. Like yeah, self-love. Man. You know what I mean? That's a self-love, exactly. self-care routine. Um, yeah. But for me, the reason why that stood out to me is just, I feel like it's one of those films where you, you hate and love the main character at the same yeah. time. Mm. Like, you hate him because obviously he's responsible for so many murders, but you, you understand him a lot more in terms of his background, his context. Yeah. You can't help but feel sorry for him as well. So in terms of the character development, the acting was next level. Um... And yeah, man, that was just my highlight yeah. for the week. What about you, Sad? Yeah, so my my highlight, basically I had a conversation before before we before um everyone came over. And basically, it was a conversation with a guy. And there's to be fair, I don't know, like, I don't know how much this is worth as a highlight, but I just remember in that conversation, this guy, so he's a he's a senior person in like a company, and he's basically like look, man, I'll just put you in touch with anyone. Like, this is that, that's what I'm here for, kind of thing, innit? Powerful. And it just made me think like Bro, this is so like, and he's just putting it out on the table. Like, look, I know some people here. I know some people here. If you if you need anything, let's just you get me. Let's just go for a coffee. And it reminded me of a conversation I had with a friend of mine recently that we both know, yeah. And he was like to me, bro, like, what is a mentor? Like, what am I supposed to do? Like, when we meet up with a mentor, because you know some people have that title, like, I'm your mentor, you're my mentee. Yeah, like, but yeah. what is the conversation? Am I supposed to be of benefit to you? Is it just you telling me things? Am I supposed to come prepared for something? Like, what what do I actually do? Because it's a weird kind of, not weird, but it's like, it's not set in stone what you're supposed to do. Do you get me? Right. Like, what role do I play? Um, and, and for me, the reason it reminded me of that is because with this conversation, he just kind of put everything on the table. He's like, look, man, anything, if you just want a sounding board for any idea that you have, whatever it is, just just shout me. I'm, I live local to you. We can just go for a coffee. You can just walk around the park, whatever it is, isn't it? It's beautiful, isn't it? And someone just like just laying it like the the, the outline of, of that. Mm. It was just like this is so sick. Yeah. And, and that's the thing, it's not even no big stress to him. Like he wants to see you yeah. like he wants to make the path easier for you. Yeah. Like, that's that's something that's yeah. You go you don't get every day either. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, having a mentor that genuinely wants the best for you is just mm. it's just beautiful. And uh, at no ad for them. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, hundred percent, man. Yeah. So that's what it reminds me of. Oh, yeah, man. What about you, Jake? Uh, so, before I even you get me, you, probably, you heard his voice, you get me. This is an old school friend, man. We go way back. <laughs> We've got throwbacks. We've got a lot of throwbacks. We've got a lot of throwbacks. So, this is this is a good, good friend. Someone that, you get me, very inspirational to me. Like, oh, we check in often. Um, and I think over the years, like, every time we have a conversation, it's like, yeah, man, like, Jay, every time you, one of them friends, that like, every time you see him do something, you're like, yes, my brother. Yeah put a big smile on your face but yeah man i'm looking forward to this conversation so jacob man how's your week first of all boys thanks for ha- thanks for having me on i've been waiting for, this for a long time <laughs> <laughs> excited to be here man um yeah no i had a good week obviously uh like uh i'm back to work now so work's good and then, do you know what that the the thing that touched me this week is that i done a i done a shoot it was like an unpaid thing, editorial. So editorial, I don't know if you know in it, but it's just like, it's for a reason, for like a mag- magazine or whatever. Um, and it was just about men's health, you know, and like men's mental health. And the thing that touched me this week was just like, like a thing for me is always like partly about looking good, you know, like having, like having a fresh trim, looking slick, getting ready to go out and all that. And just like the shoot for me that this week was just about, about that and how that affects you and obviously through obviously the year that we've all been through how much that 
is important to like people and how steady like it kind of carries them and that's what Mm. Yeah, man. Before we start the convo, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. What, what you mean going down your journey? I want to quickly touch on that topic of mental health and just generally, you said for you, in terms of like your mental health, in terms of kind of making sure you're balanced, wh- something you like to do is just get dressed, feel good, go out. Is is that? Would you say that's one of your main kind of? Th- that's part of that's part of my cogs. Yeah, like mm. having like having a haircut like mm. sad messages me like <laughs> every two months <laughs> every three months is MJ working yeah he comes to me knowing because I'm I'm there like every week yeah. it's just part of it or every mm. two weeks whatever yeah. it is um like obviously I, I train a lot mm. do you know what I mean like for me like looking the part is a big deal mm. do you know what I mean and like and also I've been doing it my whole life fitness has been part of my whole life so it's just like not being able to do it for me would absolute like would would kind of break me mm-hmm. you know and that's where like going through all like these hurdles like i'm one of the sort of person one of the sort of people that enjoys that you know like having a new hurdle thrown at me trying to get over it is just it's more important than having a flat road mm-hmm. like, i enjoy the humps and the the hills and all that mm. so like my first memories of primary school is is football. Yeah. You know, just like all I ever wanted, to, I don't know about you boys, but all I ever wanted to do, I, I definitely know sad, <laughs> but all you ever wanted to do is kick around football. No matter what. Yeah. Maths, English, you do all those lessons, yeah. waiting for break time. Break time comes, you're kicking a football before the whistle's even gone. The whistle goes, you're yeah. meant to freeze, you're still kicking a football. I'm meant um, to freeze, that's a problem. You remember that? Yeah. Remember that? <laughs> you're meant to freeze. freeze. Uh. You don't freeze, you get shouted at from across the air. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so for me, it's always, it's always been, it's yeah. always been like from young, yeah. always been football. Was football a big thing in the house? Like, did your family members were they were they into football as well? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like, I have I have two brothers. Um, to be fair, we all played football, um, but I was the one that kind of stuck with it. So like, my older brother, he became a swimmer. Sick! Wow. Yeah, he was really good. Gave up too young there. And then my little brother got into basketball. Mm. But we all we all grew up to about 12, 13 playing football. And then we all split off mm. from there. I stayed with the other two, went on, went their ways. Um, so we've always had that sporty household. Like my mum used to be like a runner. Wow. My dad raves about his football career in <laughs> secondary school. Even to this day, he's like 54 <laughs> and he's still raving about it. His, his, him in his heyday 30 years ago. <laughs> Can't believe it, honestly. Um jokes. Yeah, and that's... Do you know what? On, on this topic of football, yeah, I can't not talk about me and Jacob. We played each other in the Mayor's Cup, innit? Bro, I was... Bro! I was, I was part of... I, got, I had a little... I, <laughs> yeah, he was... So this guy, yeah, he was clearly... You know, like, you play a school and he was clearly the man, bro. He clearly ran his school. So it was my year 16 versus saying year 16. that, but Sad was the same in his school. Uh, <laughs> don't don't let Sad twist rivals. Okay, okay, Bro, do you know how I knew this? Because he knew the referee, bro. I was like, bro, ref how do you know him. the ref? Bro, the ref was busting him. You know he's calling him by his first name. <laughs> no I'm way like, way. bro, how do you know? Uh, uh, yes, penalties, bro, he was on. And Jacob was, bro, this guy was mo. Like, you know, like, he just got his way on the pitch, didn't yeah. it? I was Moaning. like, who's this guy? I bro, I was like, who's this guy, bro? Like, he's, yeah. But he was a ball. I think they, I think they won. Oh, it was a draw or win? I don't know. I can't, do you know what? Like, I remember playing against you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I don't remember the yeah, outcome. Yeah, I don't remember. I just remember either. Sad's feet. Yeah. So as a lefty as well, <laughs> isn't it? so he's just ding 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 ding, ding, ding in and out, yeah. doing up man and pinging a shot from wherever. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, so that cup. was the first time you guys met. That was the first time I saw him. Yeah, 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 yeah. Unofficially, yeah, 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 yeah. Unofficially. Okay. Um, then I see this guy at secondary yeah. school. Yeah, <laughs> this guy ding ding, ding 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 ding. Yeah, let's let's get into let's get into secondary school. I'll start off with my first memory I had of Jay. Yeah, so I remember like this was the first interaction. So we we're sitting next to each other. I think this is maths. I think it's maths. Yeah. And so I think oh, it's me I and him. And then there's a girl <laughs> sitting to the right of Jay and she has a pencil case and Jacob didn't have a pen in it. So he goes to me, <laughs> goes like that in it. And he just takes a pen out of a pencil <laughs> case and starts writing. <laughs> and he starts writing. I was like, yeah, yeah. So that was like, that, that was, I remember that was the first interaction I had with Jacob, man. But um, that was your early doors, year seven. Early doors. Do you I, remember that? Do you know what? Like, when he was, before he said it, I couldn't. But then I remember that because I remember Sad used to have like a like yeah. fuzzy hair, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Obviously no beard, <laughs> <laughs> but I do re- I do remember that situation. 
Yeah. I, I think I remember the person who I uh, stole the pen off, which, <laughs> which is a normal thing for me. Like, um, yeah. What? What? How would you? How would? Yeah. How would you describe yourself in that? Like year seven. Yeah. Let's say key stage three, right? Seven, eight, nine. Um. Mischievous. Like I started off year seven really scared, didn't it? Like being real, like like Sad was yeah. saying, like I. I can't remember how I forgot my pencil case that day, but I was like so on it. Like I was doing all my homework. <laughs> like, you know when you get first get to secondary yeah, school, you're scared, yeah, especially yeah. because you've got a big sibling as well. I had a big sibling. Yeah. Sad had a big sibling oh, in yeah, school yeah, as yeah, well. Yeah, yeah. Like you kind of want to, you want to do them justice. Yeah, you know? like, yeah. You don't, you don't want to mess up sort of thing. And then it was just this one teacher in year seven. Like, remember Miss Kemp? Oh, DT. Yeah, 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 yeah. I remember with the portfolio, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Yeah, 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 um, yeah, yeah, I remember. And oh, right, I remember yeah, this story so so perfectly. Yeah, like I genuinely forgot my homework at home. Like absolutely forgot it. Like I'd done my homework, I forgot it. She didn't care. Mm. Like it was like you're you're getting a detention, and I was so scared of detention. I've never <laughs> had a detention at this point. She goes, "You're getting a detention." I was like, "What?" I was like, "But Miss, I didn't do anything. I done it." She goes, "No, I don't care. Go to the is it F501? F501. No, no, it F five hundred one. F one. But it wasn't that. It was five hundred eight or something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Upstairs. Yeah, yeah. In Thames block. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Too well, you know, bro. I was there too much, bro. And after that day, I just went wild, man. They broke you in with that first detention. After they realized, no matter what, no matter what. You're you're gonna be in detention, yeah. so it's like we're here now. It's done. Mm. Um, so I guess so. Like obviously, the first half of year seven, I would say first couple of months, I was good. And then obviously things went downhill a little bit, and that's like I was I sad to mention. But I actually went to another school for a year. Oh, is it? I left. Yeah, From I left. What year eight or year From nine? So, so the whole of year eight, I went to another school. Okay, okay. Literally because um, the football club I was playing for, the owner or like the sponsor of the team sponsored that school. So like, I didn't even have to sign an application form. I was literally into the school. That's where my little brother went. So I was there for a year, but I'd message everyone at Ashcroft, you know, like on Bebo and like, <laughs> sending love hearts <laughs> to everybody, like messaging, keeping up, keeping in touch, <laughs> MSN days. Uh, yeah, literally just it. like staying in touch with everyone. Right. I was like, at the new school, I don't really, I'm here, I like it. I've got good friends. I've still got friends to this day from that school. Um, But, they're not my people. Like when you go, I think year seven is a like a crucial time when you go through year seven with a with a year group, especially like having. Like, I had like sad. I had like on T. What like on our yeah. side, I had like junior Shaq. Yeah. I had so many good friends. Yeah, that that I, that were like me. Mm. That I didn't want to be. I didn't want to be about in a minute. So then. Yeah. I got back in in year nine. They, they let me back in. Yeah. Silly mistake. Do you know what jokes, <laughs> yeah? In year eight, I remember there was rumours like, I, you know, Jacob's coming back. Bro, it was a big deal. It was yeah. a big deal. It was like, you know, Jacob's coming back. I, I, I remember I'd come back in for an interview <laughs> and I'd be like, yeah, miss, like, I'm going to be really good. I'm not going to get any detention. Yeah. Two months later, the, the head teacher was like, you're the worst mistake ever. Really? Letting you back in. Miss John. Miss no John was way. like, no my way. worst mistake is letting you back in. But she's just being spiteful. Yeah. Yeah. She was you just that kind of teacher anyway. You know what I'm interested in? How did you and your boys react to like not having your boy there for a year? Like, was it? How yeah. did you guys feel about it? Was, that? It was odd because I remember I said me, Jay, and another another friend of ours, Ishmo. Yeah, we used to go home together. Oh yeah. And yeah, basically, yeah. in our school, it was in Southwest, didn't it? So we were the West lot. Literally, that's how we were the West lot. So the Southwest lot, we they go home, they go home left, we go home right. Yeah. Yeah. So that was the that was the free. <laughs> um and bro, Jacob and so we've. Jacob and Ishmael, they kind of showed me the ropes of the school buses. I never used to take bus, I used to take tube in it. So I remember with them, man, I was like, yeah, it's going to be an adventure. I can't imagine jumping on a 220. <laughs> the whole way in as well. Yeah. yeah, so, yeah, man, it was weird because I can't remember, I feel like we just, we, the thing is, I remember it happening in sixth form as well. Where, like, well, one of our friends goes, we kind of just have to find like someone to replace so James. And I remember me and Ishmael used to bust joke like, "Yeah, hey, this is this Jacob's replacement." Like, "Yeah, yeah you're yeah. the new Jacob." <laughs> <laughs> the new Jacob isn't it? <laughs> and then, and then Jacob come back, so we, and then we started going yeah, home together. Be, okay. yeah, <laughs> All right, mate. <laughs> done. done. <laughs> He's back now. He's like, "But it's my chair." He's like, "Nah, mate. Nah. He sits there." Isn't it? <laughs> That's true. Yeah. So, yeah, I remember that. I remember that period. I see. Yeah, Sad showed showed us the ropes and the trainers. Like, <laughs> I used to, honestly, I used to hate trains. Yeah. Like being yeah. near a train used to scare like mm. scare me because. Mm. 
just train it. And yeah. We had adventures that. on the tree, boy. Oh, <laughs> we had some adventures on the way home. What time. adventures, man? Tell us some of that adventures. <laughs> <laughs> you guys had. Bro, we that used that to terrorize. I remember, I remember one of the youngest memories of sad. Yeah, it's just that when we were on like, I think it's like the Piccadilly line, all the districts. Yeah, the doors open, you can go through carriages. We'd go along the whole train, just opening the, like school oh, kids. Yeah. These naughty school yeah, kids just opening kids. up the doors and going through, like just yeah, like causing havoc, but like not in a not in a like we were never bad kids. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like we yeah. just we were just like just, just bit, what's yeah. the word? Uh, Energetic. Yeah, <laughs> and not only that, we used to stock up on sweets after school oh, as yeah. well. The oh, corner yeah, shop. Yeah, yeah. The chip butties. Remember the chip, the chip butties, butties, bro? Oh, that, was Aye, <laughs> that was different, man. Chips in a, in a sandwich. That was the first time I had it. Game changer. Game 60p, bro. 60 pence. Oh, bro. Yeah, that what was can good. Can you get for 60p now? But Nothing, Not bro. even a chocolate bar. Yeah. yeah, I'd say for like year, like year nine onwards, obviously key stage four, it was like... I took it all for granted, you know, like I didn't, when everyone else would study, I would study a little bit. Um, and also like, I, I was also going, I was kind of growing into a man at that point. Like I was a bit bigger than the other boys. Um, not all of them. Uh, but also like, I wasn't growing up enough. I wasn't growing up quick enough. So like, like sad and airs and all this, they would always be in like the, the library doing like doing work and stuff or going football and I'll be going football to my football. Like, I, I was also hanging around with older boys. Yeah. So it was like an older boys who weren't really academics. Like I'm not an academic person. Mm -hmm. Like it's mad. Like even now I've had to, I go back and study. It's, it's like, you never think it. I'm 25 and it's like going back to study. Like, but it's just, you realize you never stop learning. Um, and I just, messed around I'd say for like for like my school years I don't all right at GCSEs like mm. I, like there's obviously a lot there's people who've done a lot worse but I didn't mature up you know and then like like Sad was saying like when like when he got to year 11 I started working so like my older brother obviously you want to be like your older brother so he had a ped <laughs> yeah so then I was like I want a ped like, <laughs> how can he have one that like, I can't um and I remember this and my uncle has a restaurant so he needed a he needed someone, so I thought, yeah, that's me. And uh, my brother was like, "You're never gonna buy a ped. Like, you're not gonna get one. You, like, you you won't be able to." So, in a month of working, I worked my ass off that much that I got a ped Sick. and insurance and everything. I was like, "Oh my god!" And I'd drive it to school. I was I literally felt like the man. I'd have my helmet in my yeah. bag. Like, I'd I'd park it up, and obviously after a week, I crashed it. No way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I crashed it. Um. But that's not really a big like. I didn't hurt myself or nothing. Got fixed, and then the teachers. Obviously, it was it was uh, talk of the town. Teachers realised, and I was like, oh, yeah, you know. Where did you park right. it up? So at the start, I'd park it out right outside, yeah. so everyone would see me yeah. get on it. <laughs> like I wouldn't be able to hide it. Like it was just, I, yeah. I was like, yeah, like the, the year 11s before me, no one done that. Yeah. The six formers, no Hi, one was dude. doing it. Yeah. So it was just like, I felt like the guy. And then obviously once the teachers clocked there, like so, you know, someone actually passed away like t like five years before us. Mm. So their, their, their thing was for my safety, you're not allowed to ride to school. So I just park it around the corner. Mm. <laughs> Same thing, back, helmet in the bag. <laughs> Um, but yes, and obviously that didn't help to to my rep in school. Like teachers weren't my biggest fans, but then obviously I had like we say mentors now. But like when I was back in school, I had the teacher who's my favorite teacher. Um, hopefully she watches this. Uh, Big D, Miss Donna, Miss Donna Afriye. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and she like helped me so much. Like through school, I was I was going through like a lot of stuff in school. Um, like obviously my temper and stuff like I was, I was very irrational. Things weren't going my way like in life, like with football and stuff like that. So it was very irrational. Um, and she just helped me out massively, like calm me down. And even to this day, still checks in, still still see her. Like I, like she even I even work I even work now in a school that she used to teach in. So she got us in there. So I'd see her every week. Amazing. Yeah. Um, Wait, before sorry to interrupt you, but. Was it you and Jacob that used to do the sports coach together? Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Bro, we so we speak so in in the 
previous episode, we were talking about bringing culture, and I mentioned you, and we were talking about this idea of um, like just w- that was just how it was. Like, if someone gets signed, everyone gets brought in. Yeah, absolutely. Mm. And uh, do you know what? It, it's mad that I'm still like that to this day. Anything I do, it's like, like it, it's something small. But even with like my birthday parties, yeah, I have so many different friends who would never know each other. They they have no reason of coming together mm. other than me. Mm. Do you know what I mean? It's like I like it's even like I have a guy that I was speaking to. He's like like my bro- one of my brother's friends who's who's been kind of mentoring me, um, and he just said it. It's like you're you're the glue. Like yeah. you're you're a person that will stick people together. And yeah. like I don't. That's yeah. why I'd love to like in in life. I'd love to get to that point where I could be a mentor because I don't. Mm. Like it doesn't phase me to bring someone on on board, or I'd want someone to do better than me mm. at this age, uh, at my age now. Do you know mm. what I mean? It's like that's why I love also. I'm going off on a tangent, but I love ah. teaching kids because yeah. kids are like you can. They are shaped at teenage years. Yeah, is mad. It's like what Donna done for me. Yeah, I could have gone completely left. I'm not saying I haven't got I haven't got a good family home, mm. but having that. At school as well is something that I needed. Yeah. I needed that. Some people like me needed the reinforcements of this is what's good and this is what you need to do. Yeah. Um, so like yeah, that, so when I started coaching in college days, I was still at college at this point. Yeah, and then I was like, I hey, said, there's some work here. Do you yeah. want to come and work? And then obviously it started off as like me and Sad would work together. Yeah, we'd have a laugh. But then obviously things get a little bit more serious and like there's other sessions that we can't yeah. do together, which yeah. was like. Right, cool. You're working over there. Oh man. All right, cool. Right, uh, and then we'd have sessions together where we just like mess around mm, for yeah, like two hours yeah, and just yeah. kick a ball at each other. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's, like, the kids would be there. But, oh, yeah, you lot still <laughs> me and Sad got playing. Yeah. Um, oh. And like from me doing that as well, like Sad, Sad brought in everyone as well. Like it's yeah. just it just doesn't stop. And I think like our friendship group is so special in that that there's not anyone that would want to hold any of us any any evil any one of us any one of us down do you know what i mean if we're doing something come it's not a thing where it's like no i'm doing this you got to do your thing like mm. or like acting shady with it there's not there's like there was none of that ever sort of thing yeah bro yeah. J- jacob's birthdays yeah honestly they're so special basically as you mentioned his, his um, uncle owns a restaurant uh chakos in on harrow road just off harrow road just yeah, off yeah, harrow yeah, road. yeah yeah um what kind of cuisine is it sorry to interrupt now bro uh, Cypriot. Cypriot, okay. Cool. Yeah. Taziki, you know about Taziki? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. Banging food. Banging food, yeah. Um, but basically, it's literally, I think it's since you were like 18, 19. Was it 19 the first one? Or 20? Maybe 20. 20 yeah, but basically like a group of people, we kind of just have the, 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 a half of the restaurant basically. And it's just a very cozy environment. I just love that restaurant. And it's just, it's just like the same group-ish of people, like the 20-odd people, same. And literally, like Jay said, you don't see them for a whole year, then you see them again. And it's like, oh, well, pick up where you left off for that year. What's the Absolutely. year been like? Mad. Boom, boom, boom. Mad. And like Jay said, so many of those people, you you get me? Out, they're not like, you wouldn't come across them in your world. And it's like that for yeah. everyone, innit? Yeah, yeah, Because yeah. everyone kind of has, creates their own kind of world. And it's like that bringing together... It's just so special. Like it's something you look forward to. Like yes, Jacob's birthday yeah. again. Yeah, um, it's it's something crazy. it's something special for me. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I know. Like even having like sad there and like, like I've got sad there like, who I've known for fifteen years. Yeah, and I've got someone who I've known for a year. Mm-hmm. There's someone that I've just started recently working with. Like, yeah. do you know what I mean? There's so many different groups of people that are all just brought together, yeah. and it's like. It's like a networking event. Yeah. Without, without it being a networking event. I was going to say that. No, what's your line of work? You know? Yeah. <laughs> so, so what do you do? Do you know what I mean? It's like... Yeah. At the same time, it's a bit like your timeline. It's a bit like your biography, your autobiography. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. All your history in one room, basically. Yeah. That's beautiful. Yeah. For sure. And I think, it's, I think it should... It's worth noting, yeah, the ability to have all of your friends from all different walks of life in a room is a power because like... It's like, that means for me, what that says to me is that you're yourself everywhere. Because it's not like, do you know what I mean? Because mm. sometimes like, I can't bring these people around these because then I like this around these people and like this around that people. Mm. And if they see that I'm not acting like this here and that there, it might, do you get me? Yeah. So I think being able to just boom, boom, and everyone kind of knows that, like Jay's that, Jay, that innit? Is, yeah. And I think that's that's quite beautiful. Do you know what? That's something I've, I've actually thought about throughout like my whole life. Like, I've, I've been, I've had a few relationships and stuff like that. And one thing for me is that I don't want to change. Like, no matter who I'm with, 
I still want to be me. And for me, that's more important than anything. I want to speak about, okay, so we, we coach together, yeah? And obviously you work in schools as well. Yeah. So what's that kind of like, like what, what like when you're in school, what's it kind of like? Because obviously not too long ago, like for example, we, you were talking about primary school, you've worked in, we've worked in primary schools together. You're talking about secondary school, you've worked in secondary schools together. Um, so what's it kind of like being on both sides of, of that coin? I think it's quite special in a sense that in secondary schools, like teaching year 10s and 11s, because knowing that's when my big change was, you know, and it's like, as a man, you start get you start starting to put pressure on yourself. Like, what am I going to do? I want football. How am I going to... Mm. Like, and just seeing these young boys and talking to them and just trying to help them and talk to them as humans. Because I think as, as a teacher, you automatically have that block between teacher-student and you want to keep that as a, a thing. Whereas I'm not going in as a teacher, I'm going in as a coach. So then when the boys do want to talk to me, when, they, when I see them, they're looking down, I'll be like, are you good? What's going on? Their first response isn't, and walk away. Mm. It'll be like, they'll give me something and then I'll, I'll bite on that and I, I'll give a little bit more. And it, before you know it, they're opening up to you. It's like, mm. obviously within safeguarding and all of that, yeah. they, there's only so, but they can have an honest chat with yeah. me and be themselves and, and actually have an, an adult outlet rather than it being a teacher block, which is yeah. something that was important to me with, with Donna. I could talk to Donna as a human, mm. not as a not as a teacher. She'd 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 throw that teacher block away, and obviously there was nothing serious going on where mm. she would have to contact anyone, mm. whatever. But she could talk to me, and yeah. I think that's something I've relayed yeah. into my teaching in school. Obviously, primary school kids are just kids. Yeah. You know, they just yeah. want to be naughty. You got to let the kids, the naughty kids, be naughty. You want you got the kids who want to be do well. They're doing well. Like nobody really knows who they want to be. Like, and they're kind of themselves. Whereas in secondary school, there's a lot of pressure of who do I want to be? Like, am I this guy? Am I not? And also, and also because I work in schools that aren't always mm. the best schools, yeah. you get the kids that can also go off. Yeah. And that's yeah. where having like the touch that Donna helped me with talking to them. What was that transition from from year eleven to year twelve like for you? It's a whirlwind, man. Do you know what I mean? Everything I'd known, like I wasn't allowed back at sixth form, so everything I'd known was completely different now. I I was going somewhere I didn't want to go. I was doing something I didn't really want to do, and also I didn't really know where I wanted to go. You know, so it was like everything was all up in the air. Um. And the only, the only one solid thing I had really was working and I was still working. So I kind of based everything around that. But I knew that I didn't want to be a complete mess up. and I, I needed to go to college. Um, so I actually went to college, went to Hampton College and studied sport because that's all I know. Um, so my first year, I didn't really take it that seriously. It's just, it was a BTEC, so I wasn't really, I didn't get my head down. I was kind of still like going to work, going out, going around. Um, and I didn't really know what I wanted to do so that, that's where I started working with the charity that that I did um, and I think you kind of had to, I think you had to be 18 if I'm right to work to work uh, I can't remember yeah. I can't remember but yeah so then I started working there um, and it kind of gave me another look on like what I wanted to do because like I said I wanted to be a teacher and at this point I, I still kind of wanted to be a teacher so I, like in college I'd done I'd done very well at my BTEC, so I was able to leave and go to uni. I just wasn't able to go to the uni I wanted to go to. Um, but I kind of had a taste of teaching. So I was like, in my head, I was like, all right, teaching's in the way that I want to go. How do I do it? So then I started coaching and I started coaching in schools. Um, and that's where I realized I didn't really want to be a teacher, like I was saying earlier, but I, I liked that part of it. Um, and I didn't really think about the bigger picture then. I didn't know what I wanted to do. Um, then after that, what did I do after that? College. So when I was in college, 
that's when I started training. So before college, believe it or not, I was actually a, a, a little bit of a twig. Yeah, I was actually quite skinny. And my little brother started training before I did. So then I started training. Um, and then once I started training, I've always been a very, very lucky person. Touch wood, carry on being lucky. Um, but like, that's that's where my modeling, modeling career started. I got scouted at a job. Um, literally the first time this has ever happened, someone was just like, you could be a model. Do you want to be a model? I was like, yeah. <laughs> um, and then I got scouted, I got placed at an agency. And for the first few months, like, things went so well like i was booking jobs i went to paris nice. do you know what i mean like i was like one of my first jobs i was i was in paris mm -hmm. after that i didn't go away for like three years but <laughs> <laughs> but before that is like the opportunity came and i took it so ever since that point i've kind of i've winged my way through life like into about i'd say in I still kind of am now. <laughs> <laughs> i'm doing all right oh, oh, real, oh, real. But I didn't have direction. That kind of added to my direction. So I had I had coaching, I had the restaurant, I had uh I had modeling now. So I was like, ooh. And I had still had college. But obviously at this point, I'm thinking financial, college took a back seat. So then that's where I started getting in a little bit of trouble. I was in college, I'd grown out of being naughty, I'd grown out of being shouting out and being that kind of guy. Um But I did realise that for me to do anything else, I need to sit down and do it so i did i done that completed that part of my life and then it's funny like as soon as college stopped so did the jobs do you know what i mean so, so did the modern so everything got quiet so then i was coaching more i was working at the restaurant more and i wasn't really doing what i wanted to do um and then obviously like i don't know if you know but obviously the industry is crazy um and it's not an industry that I would say for anyone to want to go into because once you're in, you don't want to get out and it's quite hard to get out because you put quite a few years in, but it's just like, it's a, it's a meat market, you know, like you don't really, it's how you look. And if you don't look the part and it's, it's a massive, it's a massive blow to you as a human, like for someone to say, no, I don't want you. It's just like, oh, like that hurt. You know what um, I'm interested to ask you? It's a very big topic uh, these days, but like social media and the way social media impacts people's kind of sense of self-worth. Like, especially in the, modest, the modeling industry where social media plays a big part, right? Um, I don't know, do you think social media is healthy? Like, what do you think it's a healthy environment for models and people to exist in? Like, what's your own personal experiences with that? I have a love-hate relationship with it. Mm. Um, it's something that Stormzy said, yeah especially him being a musician, social media gives too many people access to you. And in that access, they can either compliment you or they can slander you. And nobody should be open to that much of either. Do you know what I'm saying? So like when you post a, a something good, like you're going to get hate, you're going to get all of that, but you shouldn't be open to that much, that love. Do you know what I mean? It's, there's, it's, there's too much highs and lows. And I feel like nowadays... Like Sad says, Sad, Sad always goes to me. I was like, I don't know how you haven't got 10K followers. This, that, this, this, all the time. Oh, I say to Jay, bro, you know you're getting bumped, you know. You're getting bumped. <laughs> but like for me, obviously I would love that. But at the same time, it doesn't really make a difference to me because I have a life outside of it. And it's it's like, it's, it's quite crazy that like I've been on jobs with people who do have a crazy following and they'll sit on their phone and spend their time on their phone and think about what they're going to post and, and this and that. And then I'm like, but what do you actually do with your life? Like, wh what 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 does an evening look like to you? Do, you? do you have any friends? Do you do you spend time with people? Um, so for, for me, social media is super, super, super. I think it outweighs the, oh, not the benefits, the the other side. What's it called? Uh, why am I starting? The lows outweigh the highs for me in social media, like especially people who use it for financial gain. Um, but it should be, it was built for a fun place, you know, to, to see your friend. Like it's, like, it's mad. Like when I watch you guys' podcast, I'm like, all right, cool. I'm going to go into that. If YouTube weren't there, I wouldn't be able to watch it. Mm. Do you know what I mean? And everything's so easily accessible. Mm. Nothing should be. 
mm. you know it's crazy that everything in the 21st century is so easily accessible that i could literally go onto your podcast and be like nah this is terrible and you'll be like what what's mm. going on or i could post oh nah, this is amazing do you know what i mean it's just it's what are you guys doing anyway in that is, is amazing but yeah that's really interesting. Definitely, it's a double-edged sword, isn't it? Mm. I love the way you put it, though. I love the way that you... Ref- Stormzy's quote. I really like that Stormzy's quote in terms of yeah. a human being shouldn't experience yeah. that level of highness and that level of loneliness. Yeah. And the fact that it can kind of go both ways so quickly. Yeah. That's, I mean, that's disorientating for the human. You can't, you can't handle that kind of stuff. Yeah. Exactly. There's, where's, the, where's the level line? It's not... Mm. <laughs> yeah. Are some what are some insights that you've gained from like training people one-on-one like you know you have a very intimate relationship with with yeah. individuals and you help to kind of bring bring them up not just physically but mentally as well so what are some things that you've kind of learned from those experiences just that everyone's going through something man like everyone's everyone's got their own demons and also like just understanding someone and how to like from coaching kids as well just how to deal with different people differently and like obviously on a PT level it's you and that person for an hour you're their counsellor you're their counsellor and their trainer that like sometimes I've had PTs where we've sat down and had a chat like for like an hour before we've trained and like it's the most beautiful thing because they're opening up to you and being vulnerable which is like I've always thought oh that's weak how can you be vulnerable when that's weak but it's like that's the most powerful thing you can do like showing someone vulnerability yeah, and also being vulnerable with them as well because like I'm going through stuff and like I've got someone to open up to too. So it's like, all right, I'm your counselor, now you're mine. Like like we're bouncing off each other. Um and also just working out how other people's like everyone's lives are different and how I've kind of gone off kind of gone off on a tangent, but um yeah, just just being that, you know, because training's easy. It's that getting your mind right and training and learning how to tap into people's minds to make them better versions of themselves, you know? Like, I can't just shout out everyone because that's not going to work. Like, for instance, like, when I'm when I'm training, scream at me. Like, if I want to tap out, nah. Like, you have to, let's go! Whereas other people's like, come on, you've got this. Yeah. Come on, on. you've got this. Yes, that's it, one more. Like, do you know what I mean? (laughs) It's like learning how to to be a different person for different people. What would you say you are, Saddadeen? How would you like if you if you had a personal trainer, <laughs> would you prefer for them to shout shout in your ears or I don't know, what would you prefer? That's a good question, you know. Gen uh, I think only in training. Do you know what I like? I can't I can't answer that question directly, but I like to know exactly what I'm getting into. Like I wanna know the number of whatever you want me to do. Give me the number, give me how long it typically takes. I wanna know all the details. I wouldn't want to sort of um, just yeah, just go for ten minutes. Do whatever you want. Like I don't, I need to know exactly in it because in my mind I need to be able to count down. Like alright, cool. I got this. I did this much. I got this much to do. That sort of thing. So that for me really helps. Um, I think someone telling you that you can't do this at the beginning of the session. <laughs> really? Just underestimating it, bro. This is what you need to do, but I don't think you're gonna be able to do it. What would that work? Oh, the reverse psychology. I think that would work with Sadadine. I'm not gonna lie. What about you? For me. Similar to you, but like a bit of everything, man. A bit of everything. Yeah. Like sometimes you do need someone to shout at you and like yeah. get into that kind of, for lack of a better word, animalistic mind of mind. You yeah, know, you yeah, know you're yeah. just like really, it's really yeah. Yeah. Level, like. But but like, let me ask you like this then, yeah. <laughs> so how? Okay, so that's like let's say working out, like physical activity. What about in the workplace? Like, do you have? How is that different? Like in terms, of, let's say your boss. How would you want your boss to be like with you in the workplace? How similar would you want them to be to a coach at a gym? I think, I think as a boss, yeah. I hate that word anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I hate that word. Yeah. But as a boss or as the yeah, manager, senior, w- senior yeah, person, yeah, senior. Yeah. 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 yeah, um, like you want someone to be there, you know. Like as like I think you connect more with someone who's been there, done that. And I think the big thing is like I've got the t-shirt. Yeah, do you know what I mean? So like you look up to someone. For instance, like. I want to be a pro baller. He's a pro. He's been a pro baller. I'm gonna ask him how he's got there. I'm not gonna ask the coach that's coached Sunday league for the rest yeah. for his whole life. Do you know what I mean? It's like, yeah. and also you want them to be personable. You want them to be yeah. relatable. You want to be able to speak to them. 
and I think as a boss, you don't really want to be shouted at, yeah. or like as a as a as a yeah as a worker. I would say yeah, that's because because I remember being asked this question about like how do you feel comfortable in a work environment and being shouted at. And I'm thinking, who on earth would say yes to that? So yeah, what about you, Suleiman? You know, it's really interesting that you asked that question because I recently had a a team meeting with some of the people I work with at Team Upside uh-huh. and we've recently established our values mm. as an organization yeah. and it spells out the word upside. Out of all of those ones, the one I want to talk about now is the you, upskill. I think the best thing that any manager can do is try to upskill their team, try to make them a better person than they were at the beginning, try to invest in them. Like all of the biggest companies in the world, like one that comes to mind is McKinsey, big consulting company. One thing that they're known for is that if you come to McKinsey, we'll pay for you to go to Harvard. We'll pay for you to go to the MBA, do an MBA course. And obviously that's a macro version, yeah. but like just being able to invest in your team, yeah. giving them training opportunities, giving them learning opportunities. I think that's the best thing you can do as a manager. I also think it, or also I know it breeds loyalty, mm-hmm. you yeah. know, and it, and it breeds that, all right, I'm worth something to you. Yeah. Like you're, you're like putting this into me. Mm. All right, what can I do for you now? And I think it's a whole big, it's, it's such a simple scheme, mm. but not everyone does it. So it's like, yeah, you want that. Like you want someone to believe in you. You want someone to like, someone, uh, what's Harvard? Uh, Got to be silly money, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 100K, 100K, yeah. I think, yeah, do you know yeah. what I mean? I think of like 100, 150K, yeah. like I remember from Suits. <laughs> 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 um, but for someone to invest that in you, it's like, yeah. oh my God, someone's investing in me. Yeah. And like, yeah. you have to, you have to do them proud, you know? It's like, it's like also like with your, like your parents, you know, like you want to do them proud. Mm. But people who, like who generally do well, like they have people who help them. They have like people who invest in them. And yeah, it's, it's, I think even from like relating it back to coaching, that is exactly it. Like, uplifting these kids investing in them like I, I bought a kid a pair of boots he didn't have a pair of boots i didn't get nothing from it i didn't even tell the people that i was working for but he came to he came to to class every time after that he was there he wasn't it wasn't oh i ain't got trainers today so i like no you're coming do you know what i mean it's mm. like it's, it's it's a massive thing wow um that's big yeah that's big. but bro for me it's like it's, it's bro it's like 40 pound yeah do you know what i mean like for me it's not even yeah it's not about the money. Yeah. Yeah. Like money comes, money goes. I'm not saying I'm rich. I'm really not. <laughs> but um, yeah. it's just, yeah, it's just about that for me, man. Yeah. Just looking after others. I want to do something where I could bring all my boys in. Like I wanted, I've, I remember saying to Sad a couple of years ago, I want to do something where we've all got a job, where we've all got a living, where yeah. like I love that burden. Like I want people to to, to be able to to rely on me. Like it's, that pressure is crazy, but to be able to, like, I want to be at that point where like we've all got houses and we're all in this together. Like we'll, we've all got our kid, like all yeah. our kids go and play together. Like. Yeah. What we do, and we we all meet up for like a big dinner, like at my house. Got the garden there, got the playground outside. Everyone goes and plays. Do you know what I mean? Adults are inside. Do you know what I mean? I feel like that's something that I'm that I want. How I get there is that I need I need to take over the world, man. I need to take over the fitness industry. <laughs> need to that's that's my my next my next uh my next career goal is just like i was saying for the next chunk of my my life is just better myself in a way that in five years time potentially i'm ready to open up my own thing or even before that point you know i, d- I don't know mm. as long as i stop trying to be lucky and actually mm. put my head down and work mm. super hard um do you know what i love about that He's got a vision, like he can, there's a, there's a visualization there. You know what I mean? You've got an idea of what a perfect moment looks like to you. Yeah. Friends around you, inside, children outside in the garden. That's a very clear image in your head. And I think, I don't know, to what extent is visualization something that you do, Sadadeen? I don't know, it's something I don't do enough, but I want to start doing more. Like literally trying to paint a picture in my head and working towards that picture yeah. maybe. I I think I think there's there's a healthy way of doing it. Though, obviously, yeah. like, like I I've done this with my mentor, where I've I've like he's like, what do you want from life? Like financial freedom. Like gone through all of that. Yeah, um, 
But obviously, like we're human. There's gonna be bumps in the road. There's gonna be. So it's like, like you were saying, like, like I want that. Like, I'm obsessed with it, but I'm not crazily. Like if it doesn't happen, I'll be very upset. But I won't. I hope it won't break me. Do you yeah, know what I mean? As a yeah. human, like not everything goes to plan. But yeah. I think if you set the steps up right, then yeah, then for sure it's gonna go in that direction. And um, something we were, we were talking about earlier is just about opportunities and for children and stuff like that. And how I'd like when we were talking about school earlier, mm. and how it paves the way for your adult. Uh, how uh, how oh, what's the word? Like how powerful our teenage years are and how they affect the rest of your life. Um, and like for me like something big for me which is something that I really would love to do is put my kids through private school um and the reason for doing that is I wouldn't judge anyone who doesn't but just for me it's about stacking up those odds like no matter what you want to do whether my kids like we, me and Sad were saying about like our school and sports mm. like in our in our borough like state schools aren't that good at sports and like I know private school teachers who just like they've got sports on Saturdays. They've got full fixtures. They got they like mm. they play on the week. They non-stop sports. The academic, they're they're always studying. There's no naughty kids. Like it's mad. Like the, the worst they have to say they they do a countdown from ten once. How many times have we been counting down from ten, <laughs> bro? <laughs> bro. <laughs> We're like ten. <laughs> Wait, another ten seconds for nine. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like these are like ten, nine, eight, seven, six, five, four, three, two. So everyone's yeah, everything's yeah. patterned. Yeah. Um, and I think <laughs> I want to give my next my next generation the 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 highest odds that I possibly can because like my parents done well, all of our parents done well. We're, like, we're all like, we're all healthy, good men. Um, but I think with that aspect of things, it just kind of just makes makes it a lot a lot easier, you know. I know that you've basically worked in every type of school. So from the school that you go to when you get kicked out of that place that you get kicked out of to the school that you pay X some mad amount of money for. So how much has that informed that your 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 point of view on on like private sending your kids wanting to send your kids to private school? It's crazy. Like it's it's, it's like the difference in surroundings and in like just 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 on the way that people get in and out of school. Do you know what I mean? It's just, it's completely different. You know, like people, like, like I was saying with those kids, the school that where people were kicked out of, it's like they've given up and they, they're teenagers. Like they've, they've literally, they're, they're willing to throw their whole lives away because they don't even know. They don't know that, that the, the people above them, like, not above them, sorry, like the, 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 their parents and stuff, they don't know how to control them. They don't, but whereas with the private school is that it's not cool to be, it's not cool to be naughty. It's not cool to be kicked out. It's not cool to be the troublesome. Yeah, you can be a lad. Yeah, being a lad to a certain extent, but it's not, you don't have to worry about all the, the trouble about going home and getting on the wrong bus and like someone picking on you. You don't have that that outsider, the pressure. You just, you just, just live your life. Like it's, you live in a bubble. And ideally, like that's what I would love to do. Okay, let me let me push you on this, yeah. So you said it puts them in a bubble. Would you say that that is a good thing or a bad thing? Like, where where do you, where do you stand on that? Do you know what? I, I would say it's not the best place to be in the bubble, but having a parent who's been through it changes that bubble. Ah, uh, okay. Smart. Do you know I, what I mean? That's a good answer, still. Like. Mm. I've been through it and I get that choice, you know? It's not like, it's just like, yeah, they're going to private school. Yeah. It's like, I'm never going to go to state school. It's, yeah. it's horrible. Like, yeah. it's not that. It's just more like, I'm I'm doing this for you guys. It's not like you're not going to be around people who don't go to state schools. You know what I mean? It's like, you're not completely shut off from, from life. Mm. But being academic is such a massive part to, to life that is everyone should do even if you're not like me i'm not the most academic person but if i was forced to study 
things would be would be different, you know? Like everything was like I, I made my choices, but like when we left school, it wasn't a big deal. I didn't do my homework. It wasn't a big deal. Like it was never like it wasn't not cool to not do your like, I was like, Alright, cool, I've got his attention. I'm just gonna alright, cool, I'm not gonna go to that. I'm gonna do an hour after school. Yeah. Um but I think I feel like it comes down to your priorities. It comes down to your priorities and the way that Jacob's kind of express his priorities academics opportunities infrastructure all of those things are fundamental that it, those are fundamental things you want to be able to provide your children other people might have different priorities their priorities might prioritize culture or social diversity or um just not being out of touch with how the common man lives and just being around different types of people some people might prioritize that um and other people like i would say I mean, like, usually we try to go for the balanced approach, right? And maybe the balanced approach is a grammar school. Maybe the balanced approach is a high-performing state school. Like, maybe there's a balance where we can get the benefits of everything yeah, together. Yeah. Mm. I mean, it's not always a binary decision between private and state. Yeah. I always think about why um, why do kids at these certain state schools not behave well compared to kids at private schools in terms of okay, I'm not I'm not phrasing this question right but like you know when you go on the bus and then you might get into an altercation yeah yeah why yeah. would those kids kind of snowball snowball why 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 would those interactions snowball but if a private school kid went on the bus it's less likely that an altercation will snowball. Yeah, so what's the what's the difference between those two experiences? I've got my um, ideas, yeah. but I'm sure you guys have your ideas as well. What do you think? First of all, I think from us being on the bus and things kicking off, nobody tries to calm it down. There is no, there is no, uh, there's no mediator. There's no one trying to sort the issue out. Everyone on the bus will kind of turn back, like turn their eye to it, and like, oh, that's that's happening over there. I'm not going to get involved. Um, and especially, I think, especially because of the schools that we're from, and things will just kick up. Like, there's 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 no one, there's no peacemaker. Um, I think, whereas potentially with oh, I don't know, man. Gonna say, you take over. I'll, I'll jump back. <laughs> I'll jump back on that. I, I kind of know what I want to say. I just need to know how to oh, phrase it. And I think that's a great question. Oh, why does it snowball? I think one of the biggest factors is that it's a chance of of like making a name for yourself or like building a reputation. And I think that's important at any age, in any culture, anywhere in the world, you want to build a reputation for yourself. And I think at state school, that's a that's an opportunity to build a reputation. So wherever we, even and even what we're doing now, we all want to build a reputation. Um, fitness industry, uh, get me whatever it is, I can do whatever it is. Yeah, you want to build a reputation. I think that is in state school because of the opportunities you're presented, because of what you see, because of what you're growing up around, because of what you feel like your life trajectory is going. This is gonna get me on the ladder. If I punch up this brother on the bus, I'm gonna people are gonna know about it. Gonna be gonna get some stripes, and I think Absolutely, that's yeah, yeah. I think that's a huge part of this is me building myself. And maybe in a private school sense, because what you see is far more broad, or I don't it's just different, broad, but also perhaps different. You kind of go, I don't even need to do this because I know if I start doing this from now, I'll give you one, I'll give you guys an example that for me, I remember, yeah. So I didn't think in, in secondary school, you don't really think of careers. Like being a lawyer is like a very abstract thing, or being a doc, it's just a very abstract thing. You don't you might know someone that knows someone that knows someone that happens to be a lawyer, but you've never met them or you just, you get me? But I remember the first time I heard how much a lawyer can make, yeah? I was like, I was like 18 or seven. Like that was the first time I heard that number ever. And I was like, what? And I remember clearly feeling like, why did no one tell me this? I was, I was, you know, like in your, in yourself, you're just vexed. You're like, but why the hell did no one tell me this? But obviously, that was me speaking at 18 to myself or 17. And I remember feeling really annoyed. I was like, fam, if I knew that you could do this, mm. it's kind of like, and I remember there were so many instances, conversations you have with friends like, are we doing, bro, I remember like 15, 14, people would be like, what are you doing to get money? 
obviously that's kind of a conversation about a certain thing. Like, what are you doing? To you? Bro, that's not a conversation. That's not a conversation you ask a 14 year old, isn't it? Nah. Or even still, you let's say if you're in a private school or whatever, you might say, oh, I'm, li- I'm looking at the stock market. I'm trying to do that when I'm 18. Or I'm trying to do this. I'm trying to, I'm trying to become, working to myself, become a lawyer. But at that time, you either say nothing or you get me, you're, you're, yeah. you're selling whatever. So I think it's kind of, it's interesting in terms of just the response to that question at, at 14, 15, it's kind of like, well, you're either doing nothing or you're doing this. That's it. You um, don't want to be doing nothing. Exactly. And you don't want to, you get me? You so. don't want to be doing nothing. In five years time, if I look back at this, I'd like to be on the way to where I'd like to be, you know. Few of the few of the stones stepped on, you know, moving in that direction, and also like I wouldn't want to have to. I wouldn't want to change, you know, from what, what everything I've said from the start to this, like it's all been or changing in a positive way. I wouldn't want have to. I wouldn't want to lose like my personal values. I've, mm. you know, and can you talk a bit more about that? Because you said that earlier on in the conversation, and I wanted to kind of bring it out a bit more. Like, what are these personal values that you hold really close to to who you are? Like, what what are, the, like, what are those values? This is where like people would think I'm different to what I actually am. But I'm a massive family person, a massive friends person. I'm like, like, I'm a social guy. I love being with my friends. I love like whoever like my my partner at the time. I love being with them. Like, I love being with everyone. I love bringing everyone together. Um, so that like for me, it's just it's about that. It's that community spirit my own little community, you know, like having, like if I need someone, like I can call anyone at any point of the day, I could call someone and they will answer, you know, it's not, it's not the fact that, like you were saying, we were saying with social media earlier, like I could have a hundred K followers and no one to call. Mm. Do you know what I mean? It's like, what do you really want from life? Like, or have like three K and you can call 10 people, you know, it's like for me in those, for me in that is just like the most important thing like having reliable people like mm. and when we get a bit older and i drop my kid off to sad like i know my kid's gonna be all right <laughs> i know my, i know i know he's gonna be studying non-stop. <laughs> yeah, but i know he's gonna be all right and he's gonna come back a, a good person like having also good people around you i think like having people who mo- like sad says says it all the time but like and he said it earlier like like my friends inspire me. Mm. There's not one of my friends. There's, there's there's obviously friends who are doing better than me. There's friends who aren't doing as well as me. It's it's all it's all on a spectrum, but I'm inspired by every single one of those people around me. Like, like Sad's been studying forever, bro. Do you know what he says to me all the time? He's like, bro, you're always revising, bro. You're always <laughs> revising for exam. I, I can't lie to you. There's been, there's been, there was points in life. I was like, Sad, come play ball. Like, look, we got football. Say, so guys, no, nah, I'm I'm studying. Sad, come. We're gonna go here. No, no, no. I'm studying. Sad, come on, please. Like, come out. Like, I'm always out. But Bro. Sad, come out, please. Like, at least <laughs> once. Um, but for, for for me, like, we're laughing about it now. But that's amazing. Like when Sad said he's going to Cambridge, I was like, what? <laughs> What? What? Sad, 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 sad. <laughs> Cambridge. What? Yeah, Law. Funny. What? Are you mad? Like, yeah. Doesn't get any better. Do you know what I mean? And to see like one of my best friends doing that is just like, like I forget sometimes. I'm like, oh shit. Like, how sad? Like, what's, what's he up to? <laughs> I know he's studying, but how's he doing? Do you know what I mean? It's yeah, like, man. and we're never that far away from each other. Yeah. Where, like, I could call, I could pick up the phone and call Sad. And like when Sad comes down, I'm like, Sad, you come to my birthday? Yeah, yeah. Bro. Like, Even though we might, yeah. we don't see each other nowhere near yeah. as much as we used to. Yeah. But like, that is a prime example of of me. Like having someone like Sad around, like it's just like it's 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 top tier, you know. Like having friends who are doing top top business, and like now our conversations aren't well, probably lower with me than other people. <laughs> They're not low level conversations. Like we can have a conversation where it's actually important stuff where. He's talking about what he wants to do, what I want to do next, what's the next step. He's pushing me to do something that I still haven't done four years later. Um, do you know what I mean? It's like, it's no longer, hey, do you fancy a chip buddy? Or <laughs> what time are we meeting up in the morning? Like, do you know what I mean? It's just like, we've moved on in our life like, when we have kids. What are you going to have your children around? Mm. Like, are they going to be inspired by me? It's like I was saying about one of my clients, I think for his son, his biggest inspiration is his dad. Do you know what I mean? And yes, you can have all the money in the world, but 
if you have if you have all that money what inspires you now and i think as long as you have that role model that you look up to and you believe in that is that's the epitome of life for me man and that's exactly what i want to do and that's exactly how i am with my friends you know If you enjoyed this video, like, uh, share it with someone that you know. Rate on five stars if you're listening to Apple Podcasts. Um, and yeah, we'll see you next week. See you next week. Peace. Oh, jeez. That's a wrap. <laughs> oh.